Skating home from high school, the freshman's almost there. But because Alex never checks the intersection on his corner, this time a car hits him, and he rolls over the hood, breaks the windshield with his head, and lands on the road a bloody mess. The driver speeds off as his parents rush over and the neighbors call 911. Alex can hear his mother praying for God to save her baby, with his dad telling her to keep calm, but he can't answer them, he can't move. Sirens drown out the crying as paramedics arrive on the scene and quickly load him in the back of the ambulance before driving off. The medic with him checks his pulse, quickly failing until it stops and Alex dies. His soul floats above his body, watching them restart his heart with a defibrillator, clear, and he's pulled back into his body instantly. Arriving at the ER, he hears the trauma surgeon asking for a scalpel and feels it cutting him open, screaming silently as they repair the damage inside and enduring every stitch as they close him up. So for days he listens to the doctors explain to his parents that he's in a coma and might never wake up, while he desperately tries to move and shout that he's alive, damn it, behind his closed eyes. His father tells the doctors to leave them alone and let them talk. He tells his wife that Alex is suffering and he wants them to turn off his life support so he can die peacefully. But his mother slaps him for bringing it up and grabs her cross to keep praying. And later on, they both fall asleep in the visitor's chairs next to their son, who struggles the whole night reaching for his mom's hand and failing. In the morning, she wakes up. She leans over and gently kisses his cheek. She calls him an angel, saying he's all they've ever wanted. When the doctor comes in to check his chart, she asks for an update on his condition. And that's when Alex feels something cold and sharp grab his feet like claws before his parents go out in the hall to talk to the doctor leaving him alone it feels like dry ice burning up his legs to his stomach and now his chest his heart is pounding while from the neck down he's frozen solid alex starts praying when it grips his shoulders 
begging God, please, please save him. His eyes still can't open to see what it is, but he feels it breathing on him and he smells it. It smells like roadkill, like death. It hisses and whispers to relax before opening the boy's eyes and he screams for his parents who barge through the door. They can't believe he's awake. They're so grateful. It's a miracle. But the doctor shines a light in his eyes, checking their dilation. And it's the creature who's looking back. Alex is still trapped in his mind while his parents are holding something crying for something that's wearing his body like a meat suit. At night, the creature convinces them to go home and rest. He swears he's fine before limping to the bathroom. And finally, all alone, Staring into the mirror, rubbing his face, impressed. Alex is terrified. He's begging to know what's happening, what's controlling him. And as if the creature can hear his thoughts, it shushes him. And so Alex is possessed for weeks during his physical therapy and family visits until he heals enough to be discharged from the hospital. And with his parents on the drive home, they pass through the spot on the road where he died in the ambulance, and in a flash, he's in control of his body again. In the back seat, he gasps for air and rubs his face, his hands assuring himself this is real and not a dream. He leans over the seats and tells his parents they need to listen to him. This is very important. And that's when his soul is ripped from his body. Watching from the outside now, the creature tells them how much he loves them. They're the best. Before Alex's soul is sucked into a black hole and spit into the decrepit body of an old man on his deathbed. Horrified, he looks around at all the candles and blood symbols painted everywhere and doesn't understand this doesn't make any sense until all the memories come back to him. Once upon a time, after waking up from his coma, Alex became terrified of death. So he never bothered with friends or a family and instead spent his whole life planning how to live forever. He studied books from Tibetan monks, Jewish mysticism, quantum physics, black magic, 
and anything about bending consciousness, making his spirit, his karma, strong, flexible. Then after meditating and practicing the dark arts for decades, he laid on his deathbed alone, focused his mind and conjured a spell. And just before his last breath, Alex sent his soul back to the last time he was between life and death. And he crawled into that hospital bed to take over his younger body. But he couldn't deal with his former teenage self constantly whining. And so he sent himself forward in time to the moment he dies so that he can live again in peace and quiet.